We're reading from Shema Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 27, Text 24. Rishabhanya Bananam Tvam Rishabhanya Bananam Tvam Rine Vile Sitam Patim Rine Vile Sitam Patim Sankalpas Thai Bhutanam Sankalpas Thai Bhutanam Krita Kila Narishati Krita Kila Great hero, saying, My dear sir, 
You are the best of the untouchables. I am in love with you, and I want you as my husband. I know that no one is baffled if he makes friends with you. Report. The words Yavanana Mishaban refer to the king of the Yavanas. The Sanskrit word Yavana and Lecha apply to those who do not follow the Vedic principles. According to the Vedic principles, one should rise early in the morning, take bath, chant Hare Krishna, offer Mangalarti to the deity, study Vedic literature, take prasad, and engage in dressing and decorating the deities. One must also collect money for the temple expenditures, or if one is a householder, he must go to work in accordance with the prescribed duties of a Brahmana, Shakya, Vaishya, or Shudra. In this way, one should live a life of spiritual understanding, and this is the Vedic way of civilization. One who does not follow all these rules and regulations is called a Yavana or a One should not mistakenly think that these words refer to certain classes of men in other countries. There is no question of limitation according to nationalism. Whether one lives in India or outside of India, he is called a Yavana or Malacha if he does not follow the Vedic principles. One who does not actually follow the hygienic principles prescribed in the Vedic rules and regulations will be subjected to many contagious diseases. Because the students in this Krishna conscious movement are advised to follow the Vedic principles, they naturally become hygienic. If a person is Krishna conscious, he can work like a young man, even if he is 75 or 80 years old. Thus, the daughter of Kala, time, cannot overcome a Vaishnava. She appreciated us, Kavriyash Goswami, engaged in writing Chaitanya Charitamrita when he was very old. Yet, he presented the most wonderful literature about the activities of Lord Chaitanya. Shirupa Goswami and Sananda Goswami began their spiritual lives at a very old age, that is, after they retired from their occupations and family lives. Yet, they presented many valuable literatures for the advancement of spiritual life. This is confirmed by Shivashinyas Acharya, who praised the Goswamis in the suit. Nana Shastava Charanaika Nipuna Sadhana Samstapako Loka Nam Hitakarina Chipukane Shanya Kara Radha Krishna Padara Vinda Kajana Nande Namakariko Vande Rupa Sanatana Raghuyaga I offer <coughs> respectful obeisances unto the six Goswamis, namely Shira Sanatana Goswami, Shri Rupa Goswami, Shri Raghunath Bhakta Goswami, Shri Raghunath Das Goswami, Shri Jiva Goswami, and Shri Gopala Bhakta Goswami, who are very expert in scrutinizingly studying all the revealed scriptures with the aim of establishing eternal religious principles for the benefit of all human beings. Thus they are honored all over the three worlds, and they are worth taking shelter of because they are absorbed in the mood of the gopis and are engaged in transcendental loving service of Radha and Krishna. Thus Jara, the effect of old age, does not harass a devotee. This is because a devotee follows the instructions and determination of Narada Muni. All devotees are in the simplic succession stemming from Narada Muni. 
Because they worship the deity according to Narada Muni's direction, namely Narada Pancharatra Pancharatikaviti, a devotee follows the principles of Pancharatikaviti as well as Bhagavata Vidi. Bhagavata Vidi includes preaching work, Shavanam Kirtanam Vishnu, hearing and chanting glories of Lord Vishnu, Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Pancharachika Vidi includes Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atma Nivedanam. Because a devotee rigidly follows the instructions of Narada Muni, he has no fear of old age, disease, or death. Apparently, the devotee may grow old, but he is not subjected to the symptoms of defeat experienced by a common man in old age. Consequently, old age does not make a devotee fearful of death, as a common man is fearful of death. When Jarara old age takes shelter of a devotee, Kalakanya diminishes the devotee's fear. The devotee knows that after death he is going back home to Godhead, therefore he has no fear of death. That thus, instead of depressing a devotee, advanced age helps him become fearless and thus happy. Yeah, it's a very long purport, and there's three topics in this purport. Uh, one topic is about the Vedic principles, how to follow the Vedic principles, Varnasha. Another topic is uh, about how um, Jara cannot affect a devotee, old age cannot affect a devotee. And at the end, it's also about how we should follow Panchrachikavidhi and Bhagavadvidhi um, together. So first we'll talk a little bit about how old age does not affect the devotee. Um, when I was preaching in Russia about 25 years ago, or 26 years ago now, um, I had a class with the ladies' ashram, and one lady ra raised her hand, and she said, you know, I think uh, the karmis are happier than us because we're doing so many austerities. And it, it just seems like they're happier and we're not so happy. And so I said, okay, well, see what is the result of your austerities. They're also doing austerities. They're working hard day and night uh, for money. And what will be the result of their austerities? What will be the result of your austerities? And the result is when they hit old age, then they become very miserable and depressed, and they lose everything because they think they're the body. They lose the body, they lose everything. And I had experience of this when I visited my mother-in-law in the old age home. And she was, you know, they keep them on drugs so then they don't cause any trouble. They, they pump them full of drugs, and they're wearing diapers just like babies, and they're forcing, feeding them, they don't want to eat, but they're forcing them to eat. And they're uh, combing their hair roughly. And I, I, and I showed her a picture. We showed her some pictures of the family and asked her which one is her favorite. And she pointed to herself at her home, you know, out of that nursing home. Uh, 
And, and what do they do for recreation? They go, they were sitting in a circle in their wheelchairs and hitting balloons to each other. So they're kind of preparing for their next life. Um, they're already in diapers and they're, they don't, they're half conscious, they're not really conscious. Uh, but that's not where we want to be when we leave this body. It's very, very un unhappy. So, I'm going to read a little bit about, from the purport here, in paragraph 2. If a person is Krishna conscious, he can work like a young man, even if he is 75 or 80 years old. So, when you hear this statement, who do you think of? Shri Prabhupada. <laughs> he, was, he was 75, 80 years old, but we couldn't keep up with him. One time, I went on a morning walk with Shri Prabhupada, and um, I was like 25, he was like 75, and I couldn't keep up with him. He was walking so fast, and I was trying to figure out, how does he walk so fast? How does he do it? And I was always trying to figure out Prabhupada with my intelligence, but it, it just didn't work. I couldn't figure him out. He was way beyond my understanding. And then I realized, oh, the only way you can figure him out is by devotion, by devotional service. So one time Prabhupada was on a plane. This is a story told by Shri He was on a plane going a short distance from New York, and his disciples were with him all in the same row. And all of them were falling asleep, bobbing down, and during Prabhupada was saying, just see. They're all in Maya. Even the, all the non-devotees are awake, but they are sleeping. Shirakirti didn't want to say, uh, well, you know, Prabhupada, they don't get much sleep at night. <laughs> in fact, Shirakirti didn't say anything. He knew. He knew better. But uh, one thing was sure, he didn't sleep on that floor. So, uh, yeah, Prabhupada, he was, he was beyond the time zones. Uh, he was working 24 hours, practically. Sometimes he didn't, he was sleeping two hours at night, sometimes not even that. Some devotees toward the end were saying he was not sleeping, even at the end. So that was Srila Prabhupada. So now a little bit about the Vedic principles. Uh, the Bhagavatam says that Atakumbi Jashesta what is the purpose of our national? What is the purpose of following all these Vedic principles? Is to please Krishna. Please Hari. Please Hari. And if you don't, if you have no attraction, you might be doing your duty perfectly in Varnashram system, but if you're not attracted to hearing Krishna Kata, then it's useless, completely useless. Bhagavatam further, Narada Muni says, <coughs> One who has forsaken his material duties to engage in devotional service may sometimes fall down. He's apakva, he, he's not paka. He's, he's not, he's, he, he, he took to devotional service, but he falls down because he's immature, he's not ripened, not paka. He's apakva. But there's no danger of his, his being unsuccessful. And no, even non-devotee, though he's fully engaged in his duties in Varnashram, if he's not a devotee, he doesn't gain anything. So therefore, how to, how to practice the Vedic principles? Um, Prita Maharaj told us, he instructed his citizens in the fourth canto, 
yeah, this is uh, before here, yeah, same canto. Uh, there's a verse, canto 4, chapter 21, 25. He said, my dear citizens, for the welfare of your king after his death, you should execute your duties properly in terms of your positions of Arna Asham and should always think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within your hearts. By doing so, you'll protect your interests and you'll bestow mercy upon your king for his welfare after death. So, interesting thing here is he's, why is he asking them, why should they do their duties? To, for his pleasure, for the king's pleasure. Of course, he was a Shaktivish avatar. Uh, uh, who will, who, one of us will do our duties for the pleasure of the prime minister here? Um, how many people love the prime minister or love the president in America? Or, you know, where, where is that? That's, you know, but in the Varnasham system, they love the king. And they would do their Varnasham just to please him. Just so that he wouldn't suffer, because the king gets one-sixth of the karma of the people. So that they wouldn't suffer, he wouldn't suffer, he said, please do your duties. And duties doesn't mean just mechanical, okay, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm shatya. But also, think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Meditate on Krishna, try to please Krishna with your duties. So, this is the duty of the king, to teach the people how to be Krishna conscious. Now, the Varnasham system, the Brahmanas, they would give the vision, the, the eyes, the head, the mouth. The king would give protection, and uh, the Vaishyas would give the goods, and the Grihastas, Vaishyas, they would support everyone. So everyone was cooperating to help each other. Uh, everyone would give in charity. Gita says you should not give up charity even if you're renounced in your renounced order of life. So the Brahmins would give, they would go and do free astrology, and they would do free Ayurvedic treatment. Uh, they would go door to door and, and help people like that. The Kshatriyas would give land, and they would give, uh, when they would perform sacrifices, they would distribute charity. The Vaishyas would support all the other ashrams, the Vaishyas, the Grihastas, and the Shudras would help with their service. So everybody was interdependent. So when Yudhisthira was here, not only citizens cooperated to help make everything a success, even there's a verse in the, where is it, first canto, uh, tenth chapter, verse five, the rivers, oceans, hills, mountains, forests, creepers, and active drugs paid their tax quota to the king. There were no forest fires in Yudhisthira's time. Uh, there were fruits, not useless trees that don't give fruits and flowers. There were fruits and flowers that trees would give. And the hills would give minerals, and uh, the oceans would give jewels. And so when you have a proper Varnasham that's Krishna conscious, Daiva Varnasham, then uh, even nature cooperates with you. Uh, the problem with Australia is they weren't paying their rain bill. Their water bill was going unpaid. So nature stopped the water for a while and then the fires came. And someone was telling me that Prabhupada predicted that in a class, I think here in Melbourne, maybe not Melbourne, but in Australia. Uh, they were, Prabhupada was saying that uh, Yes, uh, the, uh, there will be lack of rain, 
and then the fires will come. So this was uh, when Prabhupada was here, someone recently told me that quote. We're going to look that up and find out uh, where Prophet said that. It's like a prophecy. Um, the fires will come. So even even nature cooperated. So the Brahmanas um, were leading the people in Krishna consciousness. Uh, and the different orders were interested in different things. Just like uh, the Brahmanas were interested in moksha, the Kshatriyas were interested in dharma, the Vaishyas were interested in artha, and Shivas in kama. So the dharma, artha, kama, moksha, they were all supported by the different varnas. And they respected each other, they called each other, Prabhupada taught uh, in one lecture, the Brahmanas were called Pandit Maharaj, Kshatriya was Takurji, and uh, Vaishya Setsji and Shudri, Shudri means leader. So we can, if we check the scriptures, we can see how they were respected. There was a culture of respect. Not, oh, you're Shudri, you're useless. So the Brahmanas, uh, how we see Maharaj Dasara, the king, when he was receiving Vishwamitra, he asked him, how are you doing in your endeavor to conquer the repetition of birth and death? So that's how you address Brahmana. And Robert said, when lecture, Brahmana does not go to construct a big, big house. He goes and constructs his character. Constructs his character. And how to read a Kshatriya, we see in the sixth canto of the great sage Angira was greeting King Chetuketu. He was saying, I hope your body, your mind, your royal associates and paraphernalia are well. So the body, he's interested, the body, the mind, uh, paraphernalia, kingdom, fort, treasury, how's your defense, how's your treasury. The Vaishyas, we see in Dentkanto, Vasudeva was greeting Nanda Maharaj. Please tell me, you have many animals, are they happy? Are they getting enough grass and water? So the Vaishyas were taking care of the cows. How are your cows? And the Shudras, how are you? Mm -hmm. yeah, because we think we are the body, the self. The self is the most important. And there is mutual respect amongst the the environments. So Srila Prabhupada, he called one of my godbrothers, Pradumna Pandiji also, because he knew a lot of Sanskrit, he was helping to translate uh, the synonyms for Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Kirti tells a story when I was first with Srila Prabhupada, he sometimes rang his bell and he was asked, where is Pandiji? So this was uh, Pradumna. After several months, Pradumna was not always readily available, he was hard to find. So. Prabhupada would say, where is Bandaji? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get that. So we see today's government, if you get a shooter on top of government, then comma, since gratification is the goal. Like when I was young, um, there was the president, the person who was running for president in the 50s was promising, I will give you two cars in every garage and a chicken in every pot. That was his campaign promise, that yes, you will enjoy. If, if, I, if you elect me, you will certainly enjoy. And uh, if you have a Vaisha on top, then money, economic development, that will be the most important thing. If you get a Chhatri on top of the government, then justice, dharma, that will be most important, righteousness. And if you get a Brahmana 
on top, then the spirituality will be the most important thing. So, Daiva Varnasham means that uh, there's a connection with Krishna. And Asurik Varnasham means no connection with Krishna. They do the, the topmost is the Brahmana, and it's by birth, it's by caste, and nobody can advance beyond that. So, the Daiva Varnasham, the highest person is a devotee, pure devotee. So when we first came to India, uh, some of the caste brahmins were favorable to us, and they said, oh, you're, you're doing puja so nicely. Next life, you'll be born as a brahmana, and you can progress. And we told Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said, you tell them, you're doing puja so nicely. Next life, you'll be born in Iskand, <laughs> and you will progress. So that was uh, the early days in India. Maybe even now, I don't know. But uh, when I was living in Goa, I used to drive a moped. And the one who serviced my moped had a Brahmin tail. They were calling him Padaji. But he was covered with, with uh, oil from head to foot. Uh, so, you know, I don't know Pandaji, what kind of Pandaji he was. At least about, he knew about the motorcycles. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, not exactly what uh, we know as Pandichi. So, Lord Brahma created four ashrams. Also, we have uh, the, the four pillars of religion. That's also the basis of Varnashram, the four pillars of religion. Four varnas, four ashrams. Four ashrams, um, according to Lord Brahma, uh, in the third canto, Lord Brahma created the four ashrams to uphold the four legs of religion. And this is 3rd Canto, 12th chapter, verse 41. Education, charity, penance, and truth are the four legs of religion correspond to Brahmacharya, Prihastavana, Prasthana, Sanyas. Brahmacharya life is meant for education, Prihastavana for sense gratification with a charitable disposition or mercy, doya, doya, charity. And Vanaprastha for uh, tapasya, austerity, and sanyas for preaching, truthfulness. So this is from Bhagavatam, the four orders. So how do you know where you can be, where you belong? Even in, in the Vedic times, there were people who were not born in the proper Varnashram, but they were accepted as Brahmins. And the story Prabhupada gives is um, from Jabal Upanishad Satyakama, Jabala. He was a prostitute son. He went to Gautama Muni and said, kindly make me your disciple. So Gautama Muni said, who's your father? And the boy said, I do not know. He said, okay, ask your mother. He went and asked his mother. She said, I do not know. Who's your father? And he went back and told Gautama Muni, my mother says she does not know who is my father. So Gautama said, you are Brahman, because you tell the truth. Nobody would say that truth. They would want to hide it. But because you are Brahman, you have told the truth. So I accept you as my disciple. We had one god brother in, uh, in Juhu, Bombay. And uh, he, was, he got a BTG when he was in jail. And he saw the picture of Prabhupada. And Prabhupada had a beautiful watch on it. He said, I must steal that watch. So he was very determined. He came out of jail. He met the devotees. He went to the temple. He joined. He said, I must meet your guru. 
I must meet your guru. So then he met Prabhupada somehow. And but as soon as he met Prabhupada, he lost his, all his material desires and he just wanted to surrender and become a disciple of Shiva Prabhupada. And Prabhupada accepted him. And Prabhupada said, You want this watch? Yeah. No. That's <laughs> okay. And then Prabhupada decided to send him to the West to preach, and that was the dream of in the 70s of every um, many Indian people to go to the West. Uh, so he was applying to go to the West, but it took him a long time, and Prabhupada said, what's wrong? Why are you not going? He said, you know, the problem is my passport. I can't get a passport. They're asking me my father's name, and I don't know who's my father. Prabhupada said, show me that passport. And under father's name, he wrote, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swati. <laughs> Fortunate soul. He went to the West. He was, he's very successful. He's uh, doing um, uh, shooting movies in India. And he was also in a Bollywood film. And so <laughs> this is Prabhupada. He, he, he is very merciful. So one time, Prabhupada was having a conversation in Paris with a professor. Prabhupada said, we are creating brahmanas in the Western countries. The professor said, don't you think that's against the dharma shastras? Prabhupada said, quoted Bhagavad Gita, Buddha karma If you have the symptoms of a brahman or found in a shuddha, he should be accepted as a brahman. So even Lord Chaitanya, he had a problem. Um, the brahmanas were complaining against him. According to Chaitanya Shatamrita, if everyone hears the chanting, the potency will be lost. And so Prabhupada says in the purport that uh, the Pasandis are so fallen and falsely proud of having taken birth in Brahmin families, they think instead of delivering the fallen souls, the holy name becomes impotent when constantly chanted by lower class men. <coughs> so Prabhupada said to vanquish the pride of Sokhavinantias, this is Antia 584. Learning scholars, Lord Chaitanya spreads real religious principles even through a shudra or low-born fourth-class man. He preached devotional service to Ramananda Roy, a Grihasta born in a low family. He made him the speaker. And Lord Chaitanya, the exalted Brahmana sannyasi, he listened. He was the hero. The glories of the holy name, he, he, glorified, he preached through Haridas Thakur, who was Muslim. So this is, uh, we are following, Prabhupada following the footsteps of, of Lord Chaitanya. And there's a really nice purport in fifth canto, which says, uh, well the verse says, My dear king, a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust from the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of the six material whips, hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age, and death. And he can conquer the mind and five senses. However, this is not very wonderful for a pure devotee of the Lord, because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of the four castes and untouchable is immediately relieved of bondage to material existence if he utters the holy name even once. So there's hope. There's hope for us. So Prabhupada in that purpose says, sometimes caste brahmanas argue unless one changes his body, he cannot be accepted as Brahman. For since the present body is obtained as a result of past actions, one who in the past acts a Brahman takes birth in a Brahman family. Therefore, they say, without a Brahminical body, one cannot be accepted as a Brahmana. But here it says, even a Chandala is free to feel others the holy name even once. 
So what does this mean? Prabhupada says, being free means he immediately changes his body. We've changed our bodies, did you know? Here Prabhupada says, when you are initiated, even a chandala is initiated by a pure devotee into chanting, his body changes as he follows the instructions of the spiritual master. Isn't that wonderful? Although one cannot see how his body has changed, we must accept on the grounds of the authoritative statements of the Shastras that he changes his body. This is to be understood without arguments. Here it says, he gives up his material bondage. Sometimes we can't see the gross body changing, chanting the holy name immediately changes the subtle body. So when we chant, we change our subtle body into a Vaishnava body, a Brahman body, by chanting, by initiation. And because the subtle body changes, we are freed from material bondage. So Prabhupada said in the West, to Shudakirti, quoted Prabhupada, if it were not for the chanting of Mahamantra, you boys and girls could not do anything. You have used so many drugs, you cannot accomplish anything. Chanting Hare Krishna has enabled you to get all these temples in devotees. It's simply Krishna's mercy and the chanting. So, and then in New York 66, he, he was preaching to the hippies, I don't know, just a few assorted people there at 26 Second Avenue, and he, he told all of them, you must become guru. I mean, they didn't even know what, what was going on here. They were just in, trying to chant and be high forever. But um, he's telling them, you have to be guru. So, um, so in his lecture in New York, 1966, he said, nobody is responsible for his birth. His responsibility is to advance in Krishna consciousness. If we want to enter the kingdom of God, there's no impediment. It doesn't depend on material condition. It's open for everyone. Chance is given. You can become a brahmana, you can become a great devotee of Lord Krishna, and you can become spiritual master of the whole world. So that was Prabhupada's empowering us. He empowered us. He had more faith in us than we did in ourselves. And he made us do things that were really impossible. So now, uh, at the end, we'll go back to the Pancha Chiki. Um, so how, yeah, how do we actually do this? Um, a devotee follows the principles of Pancha Chikavidhi as well as Bhagavatavidhi. Bhagavatavidhi includes preaching work, Sharan Kirtana Vishnu, hearing and chanting glories of the Vishnu. Pancha Chikavidhi includes Archana Vandanam Dasim Sakyam Atmani Because the devotee rigidly follows instructions of Naramuni, he has no fear of old age, disease, or death. So I would just like to share with you one verse from Bhagavatam from Sixth Canto. Chapter 16, verse 51. Aham vai sarabhutani bhuktatma bhutapavana shabd brahma param brahma mamave shashati taru. All living entities moving and not moving are my expansions that are separate from me. I am super soul of all living beings who exist because I manifest them. I am the form of the transcendental vibrations like Omkara and Hari Krishna Hari Rama. And I am the supreme absolute truth. These two forms of mind, namely transcendental sound and eternally blissful form of the deity, are my eternal forms. They are not material. So here in the Sanskrit, well, first he, first first part of the verse he's talking about uh, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan, but the second part of the verse he's talking about two transcendental forms. 
that we can access even while we're in this material world in these material bodies. So, and in the Sanskrit says Shabda Brahma and Param Brahma. So Shabda Brahma is Hare Krishna Hare Rama, the Maha Mantra, Srimad Bhagavatam. And Param Brahma is the deities. So Pancha Triki and Bhagavad Viti. Both of them are important. And so uh, we should try to remember that no matter what duty we're doing, we should also try to endeavor to do Pancha Triki Viti, worship the deity, offer something to the deities, and at the same time chant Hare Krishna. And the two together will bring us back to Krishna, back to Godhead. So I'll stop here. If there's any questions or comments, you can ask. Yes. Um, if, um, if we skip ahead to chapter 29. Chapter 29. Um, Narada is explaining the meaning of his analogies. Okay. And chapter 29, he's explaining the meaning of his analogies. Yeah. If we go to text 22. Text 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carl Kanya. Yeah. So, actually, Narada is saying that actually we're all, because we're all in the position of Varanjana. Right. We're all in this um, position of having Kalya Kanya. We all have Kalya Kanya, yes. But Prabhupada makes a distinction with what happens when Kalakani enters a non-devotee's body and what happens when Kalakani enters a devotee's body. In the purport, he makes that distinction. Non-devotees suffer, and for the devotees, it makes them fearless. Instead of depressing a devotee, advanced age helps them become fearless and happy. So, yes, although old age comes, but it has a different effect for devotees. We're not affected by it. We're not affected. In fact, we're, we're, it's, it's uh, mercy. We see it as Krishna's mercy. So, oh, now I'm almost, I'm almost back to Godhead. Only a few more years to go. Krishna wants me here to do some service for him for some time until this body finishes. So let me, let me enthusiastically do some service for him while I still can, while I can still walk and see and talk. We lose our senses one by one. When you get old age, you can't hear, your liver is defective, like Ridur is telling you to Rashta. You're blind, and you get cough, it's coming off mucus. So these things happen in old age. Yeah, any other questions? And if anybody wants some books, we have some books here. At outside, it will be. This is the full Bhagavatam picture for every chapter with three posters. This is Bhagavad Gita picture for every verse. And this is second canto, which we'll be doing this seminar on. Um, picture for every verse of second canto. You can see her after class. Okay.